Welcome to the Love Reaching Community's Sermon of the Week. For more information pertaining to the life of the church, please visit our website at lrcchurch.co.za. Good morning. How are you doing? It's good to see you. If I say two by two, two by two, what do you think of? The ark. The Noah. You think of the ark. Maybe you're in business. And if I say two by two, you remember that psychometric testing you've just done. And are you valuing or visioning? Are you directing or dancing? Where do you fit in that two by two? Or if you're in school or just out of school, or like me, you love maths, you immediately think of the Cartesian plane <laughs> and trigonometry and say, yay! <laughs> Well, I want to use a two-by-two today to help us to understand more this whole thing of promise and law. We've been speaking about it in Galatians. Johan preached specifically to that last week, and I want to continue with that. So the portion of Scripture we're using, you can write it down because we're not going to read it all. It's from chapter 3 in Galatians, the book of Galatians, chapter 3, verse 25 through to 4, verse 7, and then jumping to verse 21 to 31. I'm going to refer to a lot of it, but we're not going to read it all through. I do want to read a portion of it now, just to contextualize where we're going. I encourage you to read it. I encourage you to go home and read it. You'll notice we've missed out 8 to 20. We've removed it from the Bible. We've decided it's not suitable for us. <laughs> no, we haven't. Next week, we'll preach on verse 8 to 20. But we do that, don't we? Mm, I'm not going to read that chapter. Okay, so let's turn to Galatians chapter 4, and I'm going to read from verse 1 to 7. The title there is, in my Bible, maybe yours too, Sons and Heirs. I mean that the heir, as long as he is a child, is no different from a slave, though he is the owner of everything. But he is under guardians and managers until the date set by his father. In the same way, we also, when we were children, were enslaved to the elementary principles of the world. But when the fullness of time had come, when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, so that we might receive adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. Can I immediately just say that verse 5 where it says son? Ladies, rejoice in that word. Because in those days, why doesn't he say children? Because in those days, girls did not inherit anything. So yes, thank God he says sons. Because that means we have an inheritance. No, no threat in that whatsoever. Abraham, just to remind us, maybe you remember the story, and if you don't, let me remind you. Abraham, Abraham, God said to him, through you, I will make you a blessing to all the nations of the earth. And we're told that Abraham believed God. Now, for someone, just God to say to you, I'm going to bless everyone through you, that's quite a thing to believe. But it was even more ridiculous. Abraham was old. I mean, really old. Sarah was old and barren. 
And God says to Abraham, I'm going to bless all the nations. Uh, <clears throat> uh, uh, God, uh, one detail. I don't have any children. Well, uh, what could, couldn't, but God, but Abraham believed. And they wait. Who knows how, but they're going to have a baby. They get tired of waiting. So Sarah says to Abraham, never mind, I've got this shapely Egyptian young lady, handmaiden. I can do that because I'm a woman. <laughs> Sleep with her. Let's help God. Obviously, he's battling here to get us to fall pregnant. So let's help God sleep with, Sarah, with Hagar and have a child. And he does. And Ishmael is born. Born of the flesh. Born by the work of man. Thirteen years later, I reckon they thought we've done it. We've sorted out God's problem. We've got the Ishmael through whom God is going to bless all the nations of the earth. Thirteen years later, Sarah, against all odds, miraculously conceives. And the child of promise, Isaac, is born. And we are the children of promise. So that's the setting. So if you look at my two by two, I want to suggest to you today that since beginning of time, well, since Jesus has come, since 2000, this, are we getting there? Since 2000, there we go. Can you see that? This represents everybody. And I'm going to work through it. So you've got Hagar, slave woman, has Ishmael. Got Sarah, has Isaac. Now, in this portion of Scripture that Paul writes, he says he's going to use the story allegorically. So he's using it, putting more into it than it actually says. And I'm doing even further. So forgive me. Because, strictly speaking, we know Hagar had Ishmael and Sarah had Isaac. So there should only be two cells in there. But I'm putting four. And I'm, but as I, as I speak with us today, I hope you'll see why I've done that. Galatians 3 verse 29 says, If you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to the promise. So if you are at Christ, you are in that column. Is your mother is Sarah. You with me? So children of Hagar, let's look at that first column. We are all spiritual slaves. I'll say it again. We are all, all spiritual slaves before we come to Christ. 4 verse 3, in the verse that I read, in the portion that I read, it says, in the same way we also, when we were in children, were enslaved to the elementary principles of the world. We were enslaved. If you're enslaved, you're in prison. You're caught. You can't get out. What were we enslaved to? The elementary principles of the, of the law, of the world. What is that? That's the way in our natural human self we try to reach God. Michael Eaton calls it the ABC of the universe. Cause and effect. If I'm good, then God will like me. If I do lots of sacrifices, and I do, and I do, and I do, God will, will, God will like me. If I, it's Abraham, if I sleep with, with Hagar and I have a baby, then God can bless me and bless all the nations through me. That's, that's how we are enslaved. God then, in his wisdom, brings the law. Under Moses, he brings the law. Why? To help people to actually understand these elementary principles of, of, of the world. Paul says 
The law is like a guardian. It's teaching us. It's how to do this and how to do that. And if you do this, this will happen. And if you don't do this, this will happen. It was a very hard law. It had dire consequences. Stoning and death was actually, a lot, a lot of the times, the consequence if you did not keep to the law. They were enslaved by this law. It didn't give much intimacy with Christ or with God. And it created a fear of God that was actually quite paralyzing. <gasps> have, I, have I done enough? I'm going to die. Have I done enough to appease this mighty God? So then we almost have to say, but then was the law good? Yes, it was. Because it opened our eyes, and I'm talking humanity, to actually see we cannot keep the law. No matter how hard we try, we cannot keep it. And it is so burdensome, so burdensome. Those are the children of Hagar. Under Hagar is Ishmael. And I'd like to suggest this morning as a picture under, sorry, under Hagar, we have Ishmael, a picture of people who've decided there is no God. Why should I believe in God? I don't see evidence. I only believe in what I see, what I touch. This is science. Come on. Science has disproved God. There's no need for God. And in our context, in the Western civilization, we're hearing more and more of that, aren't we? If you go to work, people will say, you believe in God? That's a fairy tale. How can you believe? We've moved on since then. We are far more advanced. How can you still believe in that old-fashioned fairy tale stuff? And if you do believe in God, you're a fool. You really, you're infantile. Think. Use your brain. No God. Then if we look at um, suggesting an Isaac under Hagar is someone who says, there's a God but I'm going to create this God the way I want. And all the other religions, and I, this God, he can be this, he can be that. And as long as I'm serving him, as long as I'm doing my best, and everything that's true to me, God will accept me. All roads lead to God. Just do what you do well. Believe it with all your heart. And there are thousands and thousands of people in that situation. Believing with all their heart, tragically, tragically, that they're doing enough to find God. But the reality is, of both these sons under Hagar, they are sons of a slave woman. And like nothing good came when Abraham slept with Ishmael, Sorry, Abraham slept with Hagar and had Ishmael. Nothing good came of it. No matter how good a son Ishmael was, he could have been an exemplary son, done everything his father asked him to do. When Isaac was born, it came to a point where Abraham said, and God condoned it, go. Hagar and Ishmael, go. From my presence. You have nothing of my inheritance. But dad, I've tried so hard. I've done everything you've asked me to do. Son, I love you. I have laid down my life for you. But you are the son of a slave woman. You are a child of flesh. 
and you have nothing of my inheritance. And for us, Ishmael's and Isaac's in this world, who either have discarded God, who have created God in our own image in the way we want God to be, no matter how hard we try, no matter what we do, no matter how good we are, no matter how much we give to humanity, one day, tragically, you will stand before the Father and He will say, go away from my presence. You have nothing with me. You have no inheritance. And that will be forever and ever. Thank God it doesn't end there. Thank God we can make a decision. We can make a decision by faith to become a child of Sarah. So the children of Sarah, Galatians 4 verse 4 and 5 says, But when the fullness of time had come, plus minus 2,000 years ago, God sent forth his son. He was God. 100% God. He's talking about Jesus. Born of a woman. 100% man. Born under the law. He was born a Jew. He knew what it was to obey the law, the ceremonial law, the moral law. He knew what that was. He was good. He did it all. Verse 4, verse 5. To redeem. He came. Why? To redeem those who are under the law. If I'm a slave, how do I get out of slavery? What am I a slave to? I'm a slave to sin. And something has to pay the penalty of that sin. It has to be paid for. That's what redeeming is. Jesus redeems. He pays for my sin. Those who are under the law, all of us were under the law. All of us. And there are hundreds of thousands of people we work with, we walk side by side with, who are under the law. They do not have this. The Father is going to say no to them. So that we might receive adoption as sons. What do sons do? They inherit. They inherit everything that was promised through Abraham. How do I receive this adoption? So God has died. Jesus has died for me on a cross. He's paid the penalty of my sin. How do, I, how do I access it? What do I do? What do I do? If you flip back to Galatians 3 verse 26, for it says, For in Christ Jesus you are all sons of God through faith. Can't be that easy. Can't be. It is. You are. Not because you're made in the image of God. Not because you've tried so hard and you're a good person and you've done everything you possibly can. You are because you believe in the Son, that Jesus Christ came and died on the cross for your and my sin. Verse 27 of that chapter 3 goes on and says, For many of you, for as many of you as were baptized into Christ, have put on Christ. Have put on Christ. 
As many of you have been, as have been baptized, it's not saying we have to be baptized. But when we are baptized, what are we saying? I'm born again. I believe in Jesus Christ. I believe that he died for me. I go down in the water and I come up because Jesus rose from the dead, conquering death, paying the penalty once and for all. So as many of you as been baptized in Christ have put on Jesus. It's like clothing. We put on him. Now think about clothing. First thing, when God sees Laney, he looks at Laney and he says, I see Christ. I see Christ on her. Therefore, come into my presence. All the blessing that he gives to Christ, he gives to me because I have put on Christ. It's clothing. Clothing fits. It's tight. It's on you. That is how God is to, Jesus is to us by the Spirit. He's close. He's intimate. He's not far away like he was under the law. He's close. He's tight. And when I put on Christ, people around me see me. And I, there's the challenge in that. Do they see Christ? Because I have put him on. I am, if I, am I soaked in him? Am I allowing him to beam on me almost? Because if I am, people will see Christ. He's the Christian. She's the Christian. They'll see it. And the verse a bit later says, we look the same because it says we have no culture or class or gender, neither Greek nor Jew. So I see Oz there. Oz is a man. He grew up in a Muslim home. He's Malawian. I have so much in common with Oz. If I had a white lady standing next to me, plus minus the same age, grew up like me, loves mathematics, has children, I, but it does not know Jesus, I have more in common with Oz. I have more in common with Oz. Who do we have? Who's your friend? Now, I'm not saying we don't have non-Christian friends, but you have more in common. Or do we see class? Do we see color? Do we see traditions? Or do we see Christ? I always remember when we went to India, uh, 1998, we had the privilege of climbing up the foothills of the Himalayas. Awesome, beautiful. And we met this couple, Chandra and Champa, I don't know how you say it. They, could, they were very Indian. <laughs> they could speak no English. They lived in a little home in a little village on the way up the Himalayas. And we were introduced to them. And I remember Ter saying, my husband Terry, how much I felt I had in common with that man. Why? Because he was a child of God. Are we putting on Christ? Is it happening? Two children under Sarah, Ishmael and Isaac. How can I be an Ishmael? How can I be an Ishmael if I'm born of Sarah, if I'm born of promise? And the Galatians, this is a recurring theme. How do I be an Ishmael? And I want to suggest to you, we are too, I know, I put it with me. I'm new. I, as I've studied this and as I've been challenged by the Galatians, I am Ishmael far, far, far too often. What do you mean, Lainey? Well, as soon as I start being relying on the law and I start thinking, well, if I'm 
doing the right thing, I must be pleasing God. God will be pleased with me because he sees me doing the right thing. I've, so I begin to think, and I want to be holy. So it's, it's not a, my, my motivation is not wrong. I want to be holy. I want to be more like God. But I go about it the wrong way. How do we see that? Well, Paul has a word for us about this. In verse, chapter 4, verse 21, he says, to these Galatians who are being tempted by the Judaizers, remember, a little bit of background, they're being tempted by the Judaizers, say, you must be circumcised. You can't just be saved. You can't just believe. The just is a horrible word. You can't just believe in Jesus. You've got to do something. You've got to do something. You've got to be circumcised. That was the, the, in that time. Paul says to them in verse 21, tell me, you who desire to be under the law. And he's talking to Christians. He's talking to Christians. Do you not listen to the law? It is hard. It is onerous. It is burdensome. So you know what happens when we become Ishmael? Whoa, have you seen how good I am? We get smug because I read the Bible every day. I never miss church. Nope. It's so hard. Oh, I'm under such hardship. Do we sometimes do that? I'm doing the right thing. We're becoming an Ishmael. Or, and on the outside, we look so good. Yeah, here I am, off to church. Shut up, Bible under the hand. And it's even got marks in it. But inside... There's insecurity. Because what if I'm not doing enough? What if I, I've missed something? What if I'm actually not pleasing God? And I get insecure. And how do you know if you're insecure? Because you're very touchy. No, no, well, I wasn't in church last week because you know what happened? Well, actually, the car broke down and that's why I wasn't in church. <sighs> it's all all right. And if someone criticized me about my faith, I'm very sensitive. Why? Because I'm an Ishmael, and I'm depending on what I do. And if God doesn't answer the, my prayer the way I want it, I'm devastated. What have I done wrong? What have I done wrong? We're being an Ishmael. We all do it, don't we? If life is hard, we say, oh dear, what haven't I done? Surely there's something I haven't done. Maybe what do I need to do? God, help me, show me. What haven't I done? Are you hearing that word? Or life is hard. How can life be so hard? You, I'm such a good Christian. Why is life so hard? I hope some of these are, are jarring you. Because we all, I know I do it. I can pretend I don't, but I do. Another one. Well, Johan, your man of God. Your when he speaks, yes, yes, because that is the voice of God. I'm going out to party. Oh, your hand's there. I better not have a glass of wine. He just might see. I'm at a rave or a party, and I'm wearing this nice little outfit. And your hand walks in. Oh, gosh. We put leaders on pedestals. Why? Because we're thinking about what we do. Are we doing enough? And finally, just to really hopefully get this, we are given a gift. 
We sang today about how he gives us grace. He gives us grace. So he gives us this gift. What do we do? We give it back, take it back, and we do whatever we can to earn it back. We're Ishmael's. Born again, but Ishmael. So Isaac, born of Sarah, verse 6 and verse 7 says, Because you are sons, God has sent the Spirit of His Son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. God gives us the Holy Spirit. He gives us the Holy Spirit. With the Holy Spirit, we are able to cry. Abba, that's daddy, daddy, father. We are sons. We belong to him. He loves us unconditionally, no matter what I do or what I don't do. He loves me. He loves me. He loves me. And you know what? Does that mean I can just do what I want? God forbid if you love me so much, Jesus, I want to from the inside because I want to, not because I have to. I want to obey your law. I don't rely on your law to save me. I want to obey your law. I want to people to see I'm a Christian. I want to behave in a way that causes people to say, I need to know this Jesus. I'm a slave. I need salvation. Tell me the secret to your sonship. Tell me the secret. Are we Isaacs? Are we Isaacs? It was interesting as I'm wrapping up this week, I had an experience where someone close to me accused me of something that I hadn't done. And my reaction was deep offense. Deep offense. How could they think that I would do something like that. I spoke back to them and I said, actually, this is the full story, and they were, oh, I'm sorry. I had a choice to make. I could carry, and I said, I forgive you, okay? But we carry offense in our hearts, don't we? That's an Ishmael. Because that person thought something of me I was offended. How can they think that of me? How can they think that of me? And I carry that offense. And the Holy Spirit said to me, Lainey, it doesn't matter what anyone thinks of you. It's what I think of you. Forgive freely. Because, you know, sometimes we can forgive, but mm, we don't really forgive. When we get angry with someone, we're being an Ishmael. Think about all that. There's so many areas, but I want you to think about where am I being an Ishmael? Where am I relying on who I am and what I do instead of who he says I am and who, what he does in me by the power of the Holy Spirit? So as I wrap this up, and I look at that grid again, if you can get it again, Trevor, Shane, where are you on this grid? Where are you? 
if you are here today and you are, through this, Holy Spirit has convicted you, I am a slave. I urge you, do not go away. Please do not leave. It's so simple to move from being a slave to being a child of promise, a child of God, accepting the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. And can I say to us Christians who've been a while, Christians for a while, may God burn on your heart people who are slaves around you. One day God is going to say to them, go away forever. May we be radicalized to tell people about Jesus. And not only tell, but wear him, portray him wherever we go. Put on Christ. And can I urge us as Christians to constantly, by the Spirit, not under condemnation, in freedom to say, Jesus, help me. I'm being an Ishmael. I'm relying on me. Teach me more and more and more to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Laney, you're being a Ishmael at the moment. You're a son. You're my full inheritance. Come. Make the most of life.